Here we go. The truth is simple. Diogenes. This is the simple truth, number seven, entitled, Once Upon an Election. Once upon a time, in the surprisingly recent past, elections were good. They were simple, easy, reliable, and fair. However, if you listen to the politicians and media now, you would think that elections have always been conducted the way they are today. Here's some of what they tell us with a straight face. We have always had weeks, if not months, of voting. Without that, millions of people would lose the opportunity to vote, especially blacks and other minorities. Apparently, minorities are unable to read calendars or tell time. The politicians tell us there has always been universal mail-in balloting. It wasn't a scheme devised during the COVID pandemic to change elections forever. To not have mail-in balloting for everyone would prevent millions from voting, especially blacks and other minorities. The recent supposed election integrity bill just passed in Florida provides so many different ways to register and provide identification to vote that I think my cocker spaniel could probably cast a ballot. This confusion is all necessary, they tell us, so as not to disenfranchise anyone, especially blacks and other minorities. Large numbers of those groups are American citizens who apparently don't drive cars or have IDs or birth certificates. Ironically, only the Florida Republicans voted for this terrible bill in what I can only assume is the performance art of the controlled opposition. Can you say uniparty? If you notice a pattern involving blacks and minorities here, that is because there definitely is one. A little history. Right after the Civil War, blacks in America voted for the first time. They voted many blacks into public offices, as would be expected in a representative system. They rightly should have. Ironically, blacks were all Republicans at that time. The first black congressmen were all Republicans. You know, the party of Abraham Lincoln and all that. Well, the Southern whites were deeply offended. They were all Democrats at the time. So they devised many unconstitutional ways to stop blacks from voting. Things like poll taxes, literacy tests, property ownership, calling the Democratic primary a club for whites only, anything that could be required in order to vote that the poor black population, after all they had only recently been slaves, would not likely have. If that failed, having men in white hoods and clubs standing outside of the polling places, or nasty-looking sheriffs with guns who were known to hate blacks, usually did the trick. And if that failed, violence followed. Thankfully, those so-called Jim Crow laws were thrown out long ago, and civil rights laws were devised to make sure nothing like that would ever happen again. Ironically, those civil rights laws were pushed through by Republicans. Today, the leftists have made perverted use of these laws to prevent things like simple and sensible voter ID from being implemented, something almost everyone supports. And some, determined to control everything, have devised more ingenious methods to exploit elections. One favorite method is establishing large, centralized voting centers in major cities instead of the small precincts where voting could be easily done and quickly counted in confrontable numbers by local citizens. 
Instead, ballots are trucked in from all over and counted later, often opaquely, making chain of custody a complicated nightmare. Not to point fingers, but these are usually, but not always, Democrat-controlled areas. The other voting scheme that breaks down chain of custody is the drop-off ballot boxes that they insist are so necessary today. As if cars or public transportation or legs were somehow non-existent in today's world. When you couple drop boxes with some states spraying ballots by mail everywhere throughout the state, you have to ask, why wouldn't any self-respecting election racketeer take advantage? It would almost be a crime not to. If all else fails to produce the dictated outcome, we just keep gathering and counting ballots after Election Day. That one is giving no sensible explanation because there isn't one. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. The latest scheme being pushed is the abomination called rank choice voting. Rank is the perfect word for it. It is a bureaucratic wet dream to keep incumbents in power and make it nearly impossible for new up-and-comers to break through. I call it representation by bureaucracy. It's a new theory in government. And in case you think I'm ragging exclusively on the Democrats, I am not. There are tons of Republicans all too eager to exploit the hot mess we call elections for their own political gain. There are Republican-controlled legislatures in many states who have wrecked elections or stood aside while others did. Go back a few years and you'll see it was the Democrats crying out about election fraud committed by the Republicans. They claim to hate machines. Now it's the right. It is all political performance. No politicians on the left or right can claim innocence. None of them have fixed our elections, and the evidence is everywhere. Uniparty. 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 At this point, I should note that even the worst totalitarian states around the world still have so-called elections. Check it out. They all do it. I can assure you they are not fair or free or actual elections in any democratic sense of the word. So just because we have something here called elections is no guarantee we are actually electing our leaders. They know this thoroughly and painfully in those totalitarian states. But what can they do? Short of revolution, not much. Just a few years ago, I had to provide a birth certificate, picture driver's license, social security card, and proof of residency to renew the driver's license I had for 20 years. This was a slight inconvenience, but I understood it was necessary for security reasons. I would expect no less security applied to voting registration, perhaps even more, considering how much more election integrity impacts the nation than me driving my car. And for someone who has no U.S. birth certificate, no driver's license or state ID, no social security number, and no proof of residence, asking for proof of citizenship would be the least I would expect. Once upon a time, elections were simple. Precincts were small and accessible. Other than overseas military personnel, nearly all voting was done in person with verified ID and signature, all done on one day. Ballots were numbered and counted and kept close track of so that all was kept on the up and up. Counting was done by hand and the results reported before the adults went to bed. 
Other countries have tried mail-in voting and machine counting and various techniques the so-called election experts have pushed, only to find them unwieldy, expensive, opaque, and most importantly, not secure. Wisely, many have returned to simpler times. France has even declared Election Day a national holiday to ensure everyone can easily vote. What do you know? Elections could be just that simple again. No ballots that don't fit into machines, no faulty machine signature matching, no machine breakdowns, in fact, no machines at all. No massive quantity of mail-in ballots that once separated from their envelope have no chain of custody at all. No counting ballots after election day. Duh. Sorry, you snooze, you lose. No giant voting centers in cities where ballots are trucked in behind closed doors to be counted later. No unattended ballot boxes on the street begging to be stuffed. Yes, elections could once again be simple, easy, reliable, and fair. And if they were, we would all know that representative government is alive and living up to its name. That's all for now. Thanks so much for listening. Stay connected to The Truth Window by subscribing to my podcast at thetruthwindow.substack.com. You'll get notified when the next episode is available. If you stick to the truth, no lies can stick to you. So long for now.